Welcome to Redbridge Community Radio. Thank you very much for joining us again this week. Uh, This is Broadcast 7 and I'm delighted that many of you are tuning in. And please look back at some of our previous recordings, which will give you a context in terms of who we are. So I'm Victoria Baskerville and I am a transactional analyst and I am the founder of the TA East London Counselling and Psychotherapy Training Institute which is a community-based training in the community for the community. And this is the broadcast of I'm OK, You're OK with TA East. And really uh, what we're bringing to you is some reflections, is some uh, insight into counselling and psychotherapy, and also really looking at some of the theory, the transaction analysis theory, that can really bring a very quick lens on everyday mental health, everyday experience in relation to self and in relation to others. So here we are, Easter Monday, on the Christian calendar and also on the pagan calendar because, of course, the way that uh, Easter has evolved over time is that many people don't necessarily celebrate the original Christian uh, meaning for Easter. Uh, What they do celebrate is this sense of spring. Uh, And that's really today what I want to focus on, uh, spring and new life and hope, which of course is linked with many different uh, spiritual beliefs and religions. So here we are. I'm going to begin with a Buddhist saying. Uh, I I don't know the source, but I know it's a Buddhist saying that I use quite often as a psychotherapist because often working with clients is about sitting and waiting. It's waiting for people to find their true selves. It's waiting for people to heal. It's waiting for people to feel more secure or waiting for people to to learn to love themselves. So the Buddhist saying that I hold as central to my being is spring comes to those who wait. Spring comes every year. Whatever is going on in our lives, spring arrives. And the seasons really, they mirror, often mirror our lives. Um, Certainly, you know, we go through the autumn of our lives and we go through winter and we go through spring and we go through summer in reality, but also metaphorically. So there are many festivals of spring and and here we are on Easter Sunday. Yet at the same time, or indeed Easter Monday, Uh, We have, at the same time, we have the Hindu festival of Holi, which last week, which is a festival of spring, which the Hindus uh, celebrate, which is a festival of love, light, and as I said, spring, the coming of spring. And we had Chinese New Year uh, over a month ago, and that's about the New Year, spring, light as well. And then we also have got the Muslim um, Ramadan that will begin beginning in mid-April, which is a time of prayer, a time of reflection, and a time of hope and community. So all these festivals are about community, they're about moving into hope, they're about growth, they're about new growth, they're about light, they're about love, 
And this is really the basis of what I want to think about today. So spring, new beginnings, new growth, light and, and indeed autonomy. And as I said, spring is an analogy for self-development. It's an, an analogy for personal growth. It's an analogy for the psychotherapeutic process. It's this sense of the spiritual belief that out of the darkness into the light. Now, if we think about the last year from last Easter, uh, I'm thinking about the Easter with my children from uh, April 2020 to April 2021, and how it feels that in many ways, life hasn't really moved on. Although we're back into this aspiration and hope again, and I think that my children are a year older, and this Easter is quite a different Easter to last Easter in terms of their developmental needs. Yet at the same time, it feels like life has been on hold for the last year for many of us. <coughs> Excuse me. So this has been a time, this last year, of chronic loss for many people. It's been a time of struggle it's been a time of challenge for many of us in many different ways. And there's been a surge in social crisis and a surge in mental health crisis. And I guess for some people, it has been a time of reflection. And so in my previous broadcasts, I've talked about um, that this is a time where we, life has stopped, the world has stopped. And we've had to take time to think about what is meaningful. And for some people, they've carried on in their frontline jobs throughout this. So as we slowly move through this time, and there is a time of optimism in the UK right now. And there's also still an absolute time of crisis in some other countries. And indeed, we don't know um, whether we'll have another surge. And of course, there are people who are really, really struggling and really in that dark place of grief right now and uh, an anxiety. And that's what I mean when I'm talking about this surge in, in mental health, which I'll come to in a moment. So spring comes to those who wait. So as transactional analysts, we hold central to our philosophy that people have this innate drive towards health. I'm always astonished when I meet people in the, the, the darkest of times and how somehow they still have some hope. Even if they're, they're lying in bed in their despair, but they're waking up, there's some hope. When I see people who are on the streets who are homeless and who are seeking money or food, there's hope. There's this innate drive to hope. And this innate drive to health and healing. I mean, if we think about Rogers, Carl Rogers, the founder of person-centred theory, and his analogy of the potato in the ground, or indeed the potato in the cupboard that sprouts roots and shoots and grows in whatever circumstances it's in. 
That's the innate dr human drive. The innate drive for survival. The innate drive to stay alive. And of course, what we know is sometimes people reach such a despairing space that they, 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 you know, they feel hopeless. I'm going to come to that in a while. So when we talk about this philosophy of an innate drive to health and healing, we're talking about, in transaction analysis, we're calling, talking about physis. physis. Now, Eric Byrne, who is the founder of, of, of transaction analysis, who you can hear about in previous broadcasts, he talked about physis as a force of nature, which eternally strives to make growing things more perfect. So it, this innate drive towards health, uh, in TA we draw this physis as going through the being of the self. We talk about it as going through the, uh, the child, the adult and the parent ego states. This sense and that it, it's not a, um, yes it's of the individual but it's also of the collective. So this is, um, so this is really about giving us hope, it's about that striving for health, it's about trust in nature, it's about trust in the human, it's about trust in the human condition, it's about trust in the collective. So I guess I want to say that, that as Easter, spring, holly, as we move into Ramadan, and as the lockdown is lifting, then this gives us hope. Uh, we can see on the streets, the streets of London, the blossoms are out, beautiful. I know that when I see a blossom, it, it gives me hope. I feel some joy. And, and I think that as we move into this spring now, and as we reach Easter, and as we, we celebrate all these festivals of hope and light, and as the lockdown lifts, and as we're out in the world more, then we can start to get in touch with that innate drive to help health. So also what's been interesting this year is that in many ways all that we've had is nature because we've either been stuck in our homes or in busy workplaces and there's been very little opportunity to be out in the world. Our shops have been closed, uh, restaurants have been closed, we haven't been able to see our relatives, our loved ones, we haven't been able to travel, we haven't been able to leave the country. So really what people have been able to do is go for walks, uh, depending on I guess where you live and of course for some people that's been very limiting and for people with disabilities very limiting uh, and for people with families that they're supporting perhaps very limited. But many people have taken to going out into nature. Uh, and, and so this has been in a way that we've managed to keep going, to keep ourselves in touch with the world. However, I, I think that I, I want to really go back to this sense of physis is as this innate drive. So we talk about it in psychotherapy as the curative, uh, the curative force of nature, and that this is a journey. So when we're sitting with clients who often come to us in their script, 
in the way that they see the world, in their lens, in their cultural context, in their social context, in the limits of perhaps their cultural context, in the limits of their uh, the, the, uh, social context. With all that we, we know about in terms of oppression and discrimination, However, people come to us and really they come to therapy because they want to feel better, because they want to have some relief from their symptoms. And what we do as psychotherapists really is we really sit with people's innate drive for health. We sit with people with the holding the hope that they will get in touch with their own physis, because I think that we can lose that sense of of, of aspiration and what we do is we witness people and we walk with them and we trust that force and of course we support the people in finding a way to change themselves, their lives and their landscape so that we can so that and, and, and I think that what often happens is people get their script does get in their way so their previous when I say previous I mean the beliefs they formed uh, in their early experience and the way that their life is set up may not feel like there's very much innate drive in there but I think to be alive is to have hope to stay alive is to have hope to keep striving and to be in the struggle is to hold hope and I think there's something about what's so important. I think that the society has become very individualistic in, you know, Western, the Western world and in the UK. And I think in some ways, in some ways, what the pandemic has brought is a, a collective. And that is the way forward. There's something about it's only in the collective that we can hold hope. And I think that that's probably why it's really important in transaction analysis that we move to more of a group therapy again it used to when when ta was first developed it was very much a group therapy and um and we've moved away from that i think as society has become in this country more and more individualistic and i think it's time that we became the collective uh, and that everybody matters so in the, the psychotherapy relationship, there's something about really seeing the other. There's also about really inviting the client to reflect and to, to ask for help. This is how we get in touch with our innate drive, is by allowing ourselves to be seen, asking for help, not attempting to fix ourselves or others and to go out into the world to notice that there are blossoms on the trees to check in with self to tell others that you're struggling to reach out and for others to reach in to hold hope so those that are suffering are really needing to be reached to and in a real way and I think it's often people who are probably at their most despairing that really struggle to reach out 
and absolutely don't believe that there's anybody there. So I think all of us have a collective responsibility to look out for one another, to know that we need each other, to know that maybe life is only as, as good as the, the people that are suffering the most. That's what social responsibility is. So let's go back to physis again. If we think about uh, the ego state model that I, I've spoken to you before about, which is the parent, the adult and the child's uh, ego state. So the child being the, the real self, the child being the self that decided on script in terms of a way of surviving in the world, the child who adapts, the child who complies, the child that holds on to their historical experience and trauma and history and beliefs. And then the parent ego state that is filled with all those messages, cultural messages, parental messages, authoritarian messages, do's, don'ts, permissions. Um, and then there's the adult, the adult that is in touch with the here and now and the appropriate response to the here and now. So we think about the child ego state. Well, from that child is this healthy aspiration. So, so I'm thinking about the real self and, and this sense that from that real self that is grounded and is in touch with the world and is in touch with the emotional self, the spiritual self, the individual self, the collective self, real feelings, authentic feelings, needs, desires, yearnings, longings. That self is that aspiration, that collective and spiritual drive, innate drive towards the light, the innate drive towards health. There are many, in many ways, you know, some people don't have the, the privilege to even know what that is. They're in the struggle, they're in the darkness, they're in the, that real, you know, survival mode. But I'm asking you, in this broadcast, to, to just really reflect on what would it mean to take a moment, to take a moment to be in touch with whatever you're in touch with right now. It might be grief. And actually, if we're grief struck, then what we need is to grieve. And out of the grief may come some hope at some point. And that's not to take away the pain of the grief, but there's something about maybe the hope is in the release of feelings. Maybe the hope is in allowing ourselves to have our feelings and, and there may be anger as well you know not all anger is a negative expression anger can be a liberating and a acknowledging uh, feeling which is appropriate to what is going on for us however physis is bigger than that physis is about this you know the blossoms on the trees are you know they're beautiful the the trees are budding uh, the crocuses are pushing up through the soil. So are the daffodils. It's that innate drive to heal, to grow, to keep aspiring is what I'm really wanting us to, to reflect on today. So I think one of the um, uh, previous broadcasts, we talked about strokes 
and this absolute need to uh, to to be in connection with others. Uh, I, I know myself that I can feel quite isolated and maybe quite reluctant at the moment to to meet with others because I've been in this. I've been working from home over uh, the period of the last year, uh, seeing clients on the screen, which is a very different experience. And of course, there's a connection, and of course, people still evolve and change. But there's something about there's also an isolation, and and sometimes I felt reluctant to go and meet another, say, in the park, and and yet when I do, I feel alive, I feel connected. I feel seen, I get in touch with different parts of me that maybe I haven't been in touch with over the course of the, the isolation. So I, I really invite people to go and seek others, to, to have a, there's something about witnessing each other's experiences. Everybody's in this, and we know that people are in this very differently. We know that some people are, are thriving during this time and we know that there are people who are in chronic struggle and chronic suffering and chronic loss so I, I, I think that that uh, and what am I saying here that, that, that there's still something about whatever dark place we may be in that there's still the capacity for spring um, to, to move through and to find hope. That is the human condition. That is what keeps the human condition evolving. So I, I want to take you to a poem that um, is actually f from, actually, from the Bible. And it's, uh, it's from, I'm just finding it, uh, here it is. And it's from Eclastians 3, 1 to 8. I think it, it's not that I'm reading it you as a religious piece. I'm reading it you because I think it's about a permission about the human condition. And it locates for us, I think, spring right now. So here we go. To everything there is a season and a time. To every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, 
a time of war and a time of peace. What really strikes me in reading that poem is that in many ways the polarity, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Now, of course, many of us, we don't want to be in touch with the hate, the kill, the the dying, but actually that's all a part of the human condition. And of course, we all have these times where we feel hate, where we feel rage, where we feel this desire to kill. And of course, you know what we would hope that the adult ego state in us is able to hold that uh, and you know, and not act it out. But there's something about, of course, this is the human condition. This is what being alive is. This is the struggle. And of course, when people feel violated, they do feel rage and they do perhaps want to kill because of the, the lack of power. So there's something about how do we individualistic, individually and collectively get in touch with, that, with this innate drive, this physis, this innate drive towards health. And I, I think it's very difficult for ordinary people because I think right now, I think particularly here in the UK, we, we, we hold, and I, I can't speak of other countries, but there's this sense of having little power. You know, this pandemic in many ways, it's been done to us. The decisions that are being made uh, by the government are, are their decisions and, and some that we may find supportive and some that we may not. The decisions that are being made um, in the schools we may agree with and we may not. So there's this sense right now of, I think, sometimes not feeling like we have a lot of power in our worlds. Now I'm thinking about the NHS, I'm thinking about nurses, I'm thinking about teachers um, right now, those on the front line who may not feel that they have really very much um, autonomy right now. I guess what I'm going back to is about trusting in ourselves, trusting that spring comes to those who wait, holding hope, holding the knowing that that the world will still continue to turn, that the the sun rises every day and the sun sets. It's like something bigger than ourselves, uh, that that we hold the hope. And that the ordinary, I think I talked about the ordinary last week, how extraordinary the ordinary can be. If we can take a moment to hear ourselves, to hear the other, to be in connection, can really bring that physis to the fore, that innate drive to health and to growth. So I just um, was thinking about the Redbridge community and um, there's so many fantastic things going on right now. I've seen that Redbridge libraries are putting on lots of online events uh, which are really supportive of the community. So I really invite you to, to check them out. Uh, and then we have uh, TA East along with Redbridge Forum. We have some caring for carers groups 
uh, for carers who are supporting um, their, their children who have diverse needs or, or who are on the spectrum. And uh, please check those out. So we're hoping to begin another group in June. And then also we have the Art Trail uh, that's going to be coming up in um, this month, I think, uh, in the, for the Art Group Onestead. And it, the theme this year is about uh, the, 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 the year that nature took stage. Uh, and, and TAEs, we're going to be uh, partaking in something around physis, um, that innate drive that I've been talking about. But also uh, what the Wanstead Art Trail are wanting to focus on is all the, the experiences that people have had this year around nature. Um, and I think that we've all noticed that there has been much more wildlife around um, not necessarily in some parts of the borough where it's more built up, but I think in some of the parks, uh, I think that the the swans uh, have had more space and uh, the wildlife has, has dared to, to be out into the world more. So I think all of that can be, be reflected upon. Um, and so I'm going to leave you there and I'm going to ask you, how are you going to allow yourself to be in touch with your force of nature? How are you going to get in touch with this sense that, that, um, that spring, spring is coming in you? So the Greeks call physis as a force of nature, which eternally strives to make growing things more perfect. And this is about the absolute aspiration and autonomy of self. I'll leave you there and I look forward to connecting with you all next week and thank you for listening.